Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a Father's Day edition of the We Are Podcast on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. This is your host, as always, Jared Pugarn, and I would be remiss if I didn't mention thanking each and every dad out there for you, even the moms that play dads. Thank you, as always, for being the fathers that we all want you to be and all need you to be. And a, and a special thank you to my dad, wherever he might be. Um, he passed away in 2012 of cholangiocarcinoma. Um, so Father's Day is always something that is near and dear to my heart um, as I, you know, pro- process my life and, and go through my life without my dad uh, by my side where I can't text or communicate or or whatever, but I know that he's with me somewhere, and he's, you know, maybe he's listening to this podcast. Now, obviously, it probably doesn't count as a download or a subscription, but at the same time, I hope that he hears my voice, and I hope that he knows that I will forever love him. Uh, you know, a quick story about my father. Uh, he he was a union electrician for the IEBW Local 5. Uh, if there's anybody listening there, it'd be a perfect opportunity for a sponsorship um, of this podcast. But uh, he, he was a, one of the electricians selected to, um, or hired to put, to wire the, the closing of the, um, the Mount Nittany side of the stadium at Beaver Stadium back when they did their renovations. So it's always, it's always cool for me to go back to Penn State each and every um, you know, home game for the Nittany Lions and, and know that you know, my dad had a part in, in building that stadium. Now I'm not trying to get too sentimental here before we get into talking about uh, the different things that plague the Penn State quarterbacks. But it's just one of those things that make um, make that just that experience just a little bit more special um, as as we navigate uh, through everything. So thank you again to all dads. I wish you a happy Father's Day. And now let's get into the first part of a series as we get into and, and lead up to camp. And this uh, talking about different position groups throughout uh, the Penn State football program. First up, we've got the quarterbacks. That right now is the position of concern for the Nittany Lions. At the skill on the skill side, running backs are okay. They're deep. Offensive line, I think they're going to be okay this year. Wide receivers, they return everybody. Uh, so offensively, that's where we're looking at. And, and tight end as well. You know, there aren't very many issues there. But the quarterbacks, the quarterbacks are who lead the offense and who need to continue their upward tra- uh, trajectory. Something that Sean Clifford struggled to do last season. So. Yeah, we can talk. We we can and we will probably talk about the quarterback position till we're purple or blue in the face. Um, and and you know what? <laughs> to be perfectly honest with you, at times John Clifford made us white in the face uh, with the way that his play was uh, last season. Now in 2019, that wasn't the case. He was, uh, you know, he he led that Penn State offense under Ricky Ronnie um, with Journey Brown and KJ Hamler to to bigger and better things to a Cotton Bowl victory. You know, they won a New Year's New Year's Six game, uh, a bowl game. So the potential is there for Sean Clifford. The the talent is there. It's just trying to get to that. Now, I think that he struggled last year because it's listen. It's it's it was his fourth system in as many years, and now it's his fifth system in his five years or fourth system in five years. So you know, there's that's a lot, and that's a lot to put mentally on a quarterback who's just now getting to be a starter after the 2019 season, you know, coming in, taking over Trace McSorley, who went to the NFL. So Clifford can play the position. He's he's proven that before, but it's got to be consistent. You need consistency out of that position. At, and uh, let's be real. Penn State was not good for the first five games of the season. You know, they came up a couple inches short against Indiana, and that was kind of that was kind of it. They lost Noah Kane on the first drive of the season. 
You know, before that, they lost Journey Brown. That's a lot to lose, you know, as you go into the first week of the year. And, and then you try to get through it, and you obviously can't stay away from the injury bug. So there's that. But, you know, with that came, you know, they had Clifford and Levis last season. Well, Levis now is at, is at Kentucky. So that, that consistent and that competent backup in Levis, you know, obviously now they're not going to be running a two-quarterback system, um, with, which they did last year out of both necessity and out of just beating it into the ground. You know, there's nothing quite like watching a quarterback run 17 times, um, you know, before throwing a pass. So, listen, they can ditch that out of the, um, out of the, out of their system. All right. Now they have, you know, we don't know what we've gotten in the backup. You know, you're growing up playing football is always, you know, yeah, you're you're good with your ones and your twos, but it's it's about your threes and your fours. That tells you how deep and how competent your football team is. So if Tyquan Roberson is is a capable backup that's great we have this the sample size is just not there even as penn state was getting beat you know he still didn't see the field very much uh it was more clifford and levis so now it's take one roberson's time um to shine and i think that's exactly what he needs that's exactly you know if, if penn state's able to make that work i think that's great um but also you know you have some options going forward too in in christian view now Let's talk about him because he just got charged with possession of marijuana. Listen, we all make mistakes. Young kids make mistakes. He's from Canada. Nothing that's not an excuse for anything, but things are different there than they are here. Now, it's a young it's something to learn from. Um, so that's something that you have to pay attention to, I think, moving forward. Um, he's a freshman. He enrolled in January. So that's, that's an issue. You know, he was getting 13 reps some second team reps uh, during spring practices. You know, he's a guy that can come in and, and maybe compete for that backup spot right away. Now, this is a significant setback for him. Uh, it, it's He's been charged with the misdemeanor, according to a report uh, this week by the Center Daily Times out of State College. So, listen, that's not what you need. That's not – and this very rarely happens under James Franklin at Penn State. So, it, it's to me, this is it was a shock more than anything. So, I mean – Listen, how James Franklin and the team handled this, obviously, VU's got to handle this through the court of law uh, in University Park. So that's an issue, too, that they have to kind of be wary of. But how James Franklin and company deal with this, you know, is going to be determined whether he has to sit out a game. And I don't know what that, you know, let's be real. Uh, as a third-string quarterback, if you sit out a game, you're really not missing anything. It's not like he can get benched. It's not like he's probably going to be the starter. So I'm very interested to see what the punishment for VU is going to be. But, you know, it, it's just one of those situations where, um, you know, you're you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. You're doing the wrong thing. That, that's, that's not what James Franklin preaches. That's not what Penn State preaches to their players. So, you know, getting him back on track, listen, it, it, say what you want about marijuana it's just one of those situations where you have to do the right thing. You have to put yourselves in the right put yourself in the right position. So you know when the uh, according to the report, uh, he was charged this past Monday, you know with possession of marijuana. It, it was found uh, when a university police officer you know went through his room. So you know what was he doing to make them search through um, through through his room? So obviously there was something. Um, something there uh, that forced them to to do that. 
Now he's, uh, according to the CDT, he's got a hearing July 21st. So who knows what's going to happen there. I think he's going to get some ARDs uh, and, and do some community service and a fine. I don't think that it's anything really to worry about as far as the legal system goes. Um, it's his first offense that we're aware of here. So that's not that's not what Penn State needed, especially a quarterback in a position that's kind of, you know, a lack thereof of, of, as far as depth goes. Not necessarily depth, but quality depth, because we just don't know. Obviously, he's a true freshman. Um, and obviously, Roberson has been there, but he's not seen the field very often. Now, what they have coming up, you know, coming up through in this next class, in the 2022 class, could be potentially um, solid for the Nittany Lions moving forward. They have Bo Perbula and, and Drew Aller, who we talked about last week. You know, they both shut down their their they're recruiting this week. They're, they're, you know, the Penn state's new thing is being 107, 107% committed. Um, it's a little less than 110% committed, but it plays off of 107,000 fans in Beaver stadium every, um, every Saturday in the fall, which is something that will happen this year. Penn state is, is going to be opening uh Beaver stadium up to fans. I would imagine that the tailgate lots will be open too at 40 bucks a pop for your car. You can tailgate with your friends, but you know, when we come back in the next segment, we're going to talk about the potential of another team calling Beaver Stadium home uh, in the next few years, or what could come of that. So when we catch you on the flip side, we'll talk about that. But until then, let's take a short break. Welcome back to the We Are Podcast on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. This is your host, Jared Prugar, and I thank you, as always, for tuning in. Now, before our break, we'd said about Penn State and Beaver Stadium potentially hosting another team. We're not talking about the men's soccer team or the U.S. national team or any team like that. We're talking about an NFL team in the Buffalo Bills. Now, let's be real. Is that logistically possible? Maybe. Will it happen? Probably not, but it's fun to kind of think about. Buffalo, if you're if you're unfamiliar with the Buffalo Bills and really Buffalo Athletics, um, Buffalo and the Bills and the Sabers are owned by the Pagula family, uh, who funded and created the men's and women's ice hockey programs at Penn State. They donated over a hundred million dollars to that cause and and build, building the Pagula Ice Arena and and establishing the two programs, which which have quickly raised a rise rose risen to. Um, national prominence. I'm getting all tongue-tied over uh, Penn State hockey, which is a first for me. But, so there's that connection with the university. Now, Buffalo is planning on building a new stadium in Orchard Park, New York, which they, which is where they call them call home now uh, at Highmark Stadium. It used to be uh, New Era Field until this season, and, and, it, and prior to that, you know, it was all, it was Ralph, um, Ralph Wilson Stadium. So, they're building a new stadium, and it, that project can take three to five years, depending on uh, a multitude of different things, and winters in Buffalo are, are far from ideal or far from fun, so it should take about three to five years. Well, the issue with that is the Buffalo Bills lease with Highmark Stadium, we're not talking about the one on the south side in Pittsburgh, but the one in Orchard Park, that lease runs out uh, in 2023, in 2023. Well, 
if say the the construction gets started tomorrow, it's 2021. Well, if this takes three to five years to complete, there's a potential. There's a one or two seasons where, as of right now, Buffalo would be homeless. So that's where Beaver Stadium comes into play. Now, obviously, you have the Eagles on the one side of the state and the Steelers on the other side of the state. So a lot has to happen from the NFL's perspective for this to to work. Now, the ideal situation is the at least gets extended until the stadium is built. That's that's the best case scenario. The worst case scenario is it expires in 2023 and Buffalo has to find a home. Well, you could look up, you could look to to Syracuse and play in the Carrier Dome. Now, the obviously Buffalo, you know, one of the things about um, uh, Highmark Stadium is they are an open air stadium, so they're an outdoor stadium. I don't know that the Bills would necessarily prefer to play um, in a dome, but I think Syracuse needs to be talked about as a potential landing option. Now, they've talked about Toronto as well, but Beaver Stadium. Beaver Stadium is about four hours away from Orchard Park, New York, uh, in University Park, PA. So we can go from Orchard Park to University Park. That fits too. Um, so it's about you know four hours to a little less than 200 miles. So logistically, that's not necessarily a bad drive or bad travel arrangements whatsoever. Now, you know, Beaver Stadium is an outdoor stadium. I, I would honestly, the more that I think about this, I think about Buffalo Bills and the, and the Bills Mafia tailgating in Penn State tailgating lots uh, in the dead of winter. And I think about how much fun that could potentially be. Um, you know, obviously tailgating at Beaver Stadium and, and, and the surrounding areas is a good is a great time for for those involved. But I think that could be fun. Um, but it's just, um, but it's possible. Um, now the, the Eagles and the Steelers would have to sign off on it. And I don't think that's the case. Now let's be real. We're talking hypothetically hypotheticals here. The Pagula family's relationship with with University Park or with everybody in the community at Penn State and University Park is second to none. They have the money. They have the capital. This is a situation that can help both programs, both the Bills and the and the Nittany Lions. You know, Beaver Stadium is slated for renovations. That you know, listen, any every little bit helps. Whether you donate money to the alumni club, through the Nittany Lion Club, through any way, you know, or to the program, you know, there's money that need that needs to be had. You know, take the burden off of the university. And Beaver Stadium does need renovated. That's not, you know, I, I don't think that's up for the debate. Um, but this could help. This could help with revenues. I don't know how they would split it, but or, or how, what the fee would be to rent Beaver Stadium for those games or however long. Um, or, you know, the tailgate lots too. You know, it's 40 bucks a pop, like I mentioned, for Penn State games. So, uh, or it was last time they had fans. So that $40 is, like, you obviously if you have 100,000 fans, um, you know, that's a quite a significant sum of money. Um, and day of, you know, it, it could be even more. So, and plus RVs and, and everything. Now, logistically, you know, it, it's not a bad drive. It's not bad travel, whatever. The bills could, I'm sure, fly into University Park Airport. But, you know, then it gets into the scheduling conflicts. Well, what happens when Penn State plays Ohio State on a, on a Saturday night and, be, and Buffalo plays, the say, the Steelers on, at 1 o'clock the next day? You know, I'm sure the NFL and, and, you know, Big Ten and whoever needs to talk would come up with something, some sort of plan. I think the Beaver Stadium turf could hold it. I don't think that, you know, James Franklin would be, it would be ideal for him to have his, to play on on turf that's banged up. I mean, we see what Pitt and Heinz Field, how that field looks um, and how that, you know, how that situation goes uh, year after year with the, with the field conditions. So there's that. Now, 
you know, you look at there are 110,000 fans. That that means people that need need hotels, they need places to stay, Airbnbs. Um, you know, and that and that trickles all the way down to Altoona, where I'm from, or where I'm located. So you know, that's that that effect and that impact is felt all the way down here, and even probably even a little further than that. Um, so that is an issue too, because guess what? If, if let's say for that hypothetical, Penn State is playing Ohio State, well. Their hotels are going to be sold out within 100 miles of Beaver Stadium. Well, if Pittsburgh and the and the Bills play the next day, those hotels aren't going to be able to take those people. So that would come in for a weekend or, or something like that. So that would create a logistical nightmare. Now I think that they would be able to figure something out, you know, like Pitt and 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 the Steelers do uh, for the Bills and, and the Nittany Lions. So I mean, it, it, listen, it's fun to talk about. Does it? I don't think that it's is going to happen. Um, but it would be neat, and I think it would be it would be a, a, obviously a mar- a good marriage between the Bills and the, um, you know, and and Penn State and the football program and the university because hey, listen, you get one hundred and ten thousand people in a in a NFL football game, and I'm and it's very possible that they don't sell out or any time any type of crowd at capacity like that. I think has the potential to be really cool and a really cool environment. And Buffalo Bills fans, I think, are, are one of the more unique fan bases um throughout sports you know they talk about beaver stadium hosting winter classics or hosting a pets uh pirates or stadium series games and you know anything is possible and and you know the pagool is the biggest thing when they created the high ice hockey program at, at um at penn state was they want to make it better for penn state or not or for the state of pennsylvania for the commonwealth of pennsylvania they want to make hockey better known now obviously there are certain people in, in pittsburgh that don't agree and, and don't do that um but, you know, that's that's one of the big reasons is growing the game of ice hockey. You know, could Beaver Stadium host those things? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that might make things a little bit easier to, to, to have that happen because then the stadium doesn't get winterized. But that's a little, you know, that's something we can talk about at a later date. But, you know, it's... It, it's fun to think about. Does it listen? It, too many things have to happen for this to to be possible. Um, but like I said, it's it's something that's out there. Sandy Barber will meet with the media, or should be meeting with the media next month at at, at media days for the Big Ten. So it'll be interesting to see if this is if this question is brought up. Um, but that's you know that's something that that, that is unique in, in this kind of dead period of, of news and and analysis. That is something that caught our eye, you know, here at DK Pittsburgh Sports, um, because you never really see the Bills and, and Penn State brought up in the same sentence unless it's a player. But you know, that's a possibility somewhere down the line. Maybe we'll see a Buffalo Bills game at, at Beaver Stadium. Maybe we'll see, you know, a Buffalo Sabers game at, at Beaver Stadium against the uh, against the Penguins or the Flyers or somebody. You know, they've already played the Penguins at the Pagula Ice Arena, so you know that 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 relationship is established. So it'll be interesting to see how this plans out. Like I said, I don't think that this is going to be a very big deal, but um, anything can happen in in this day and age. So we'll see what happens moving forward. But until then, and until next week, this has been Jared Prugar on the We Are Podcast and DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. I will catch you next week, and I hope you have a safe and healthy week and enjoy your time.